our board, frankly, does not share the view that senior leadership should be replaced on the basis of what we consider to be substantial misinformation and, and unduly cynical attacks. You know, I appreciate that others disagree with us, but our positions are based on the information that we have and an understanding that Hockey Canada has an excellent reputation. Yeah, what a difference a week can make. That was uh, Andrea Skinner, the former interim chair of Hockey Canada, testifying in front of the Standing Committee on Canadian Heritage uh, last week um, over the sports governing body's handling of alleged sexual assaults and how money was paid out in lawsuits. Now, Skinner claimed the organization was being used as a scapegoat and toxic behavior is, of course, a society-wide problem. Well, what a difference, again, a week makes as corporations continue to abandon their sponsorship agreements from Nike to TELUS to Tim Hortons to Bauer being the latest and biggest one today, you name it, late Wednesday. Um, Skinner resigned uh, over the weekend, saying, upon reflection, it is clear to me from recent events that it is no longer, that it no longer makes sense for me to continue to volunteer my time as interim chair of the organization. And then today, and it was, I have to be honest with you, I was surprised that that this didn't happen before a long weekend, because normally it does. But then today, word from Hockey Canada that, that after months of pressure, the CEO, Scott Smith, and the entire board of directors at Hockey Canada are out. Uh, the Prime Minister says it's an important first step on rebuilding accountability, but there is still work to do. Well, I think seeing uh, the entire board and the CEO step down is an important step forward, uh, but there is a, ch a culture to change. There is an awful lot of work to ensure uh, that the structures and systems that Hockey Canada has in place uh, protects employees, protects Canadians, protects our kids as they play hockey. Um, hockey Canada says an interim management committee will be put in place to guide the organization until a new board, which is set to be elected in December, appoints a replacement for the CEO, Scott Smith. Uh, Sports Minister Pascal St. Ouge also says she plans to review how Ottawa funds national sport organizations, period. On my side, at the federal level, what I'm working on right now to improve the sports system is I'm going to review the entire funding system. So all the organizations that receive federal funding are going to have higher expectations in regards to governance, transparency, uh, prevention of abuse and maltreatment in sport. That is Pascal Saint-Onge, the sports minister today. Well, joining me now is Macintosh Ross, who's an assistant professor of kinesiology at Western University in London. Thanks so much for your time tonight. No problem. So if you were a betting person, I don't think the Tuesday after Thanksgiving weekend would have been the time. I mean, I would have thought that this all would have happened ages ago, but it didn't. So what do you think changed? I think the pressure was just too much, um, especially with the corporate sponsors leaving one after another. Um, I think that's what made the big difference. Uh, and ultimately, they decided that uh, they couldn't continue. Were you uh, surprised that it actually happened at all, given how long, well, I guess with the uh, with the uh, interim board chair resigning over the weekend, it felt like something was going on. But uh, were you surprised that they finally decided today was the day to uh, to clean house? Um, a little bit. I thought I thought it would take a little bit longer, if I'm being honest. Um, but uh, after the October 4th hearing, it just went so incredibly bad that it felt like they were sinking and that they were, they were doing everything they could to hold on. And then when the, the provincial association started to break with them and then the corporation started to leave, 
it, it really felt like they, there was nothing left for them to hold on to. They wouldn't they wouldn't have an orga- an organization left to run if they didn't do something soon. Um, and you know, it, at times it felt like they didn't really care that they were, well, were going to hold on to the bitter end anyway. But um, it, it was refreshing to to see it happen today. Yeah, I was. I wasn't um, so much surprised that um, Adria Skinner last week said what she said. One, she had no doubt been coached to some extent that that was going to be the line that they were going to come come to committee with. But the fact that it was so toned completely and utterly out of you know taken so you know just the way it was received was so terrible. Someone, I guess, it's been hard to figure out what's going on within the organization that they could be so. Um, tone deaf to all of this. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, Andrea Skinner, she was put into an impossible situation um, and she was, she was delivering probably uh, for the most part, what hockey Canada wanted her to deliver. And we know for a fact that they wanted her to take a very um, offensive approach. Uh, You know, they were talking in hockey terminology that they'd been on defense too long. Um, and that that was just seemed like terrible advice to me. Um, you know, we're talking about potential victims of sexual assault here. This is not uh, a hockey game. Um, how you could go out there and try to paint yourself and the organization as victims, basically, by saying that you were being misconstrued, that misinformation was kind of running amok, that uh, politicians in the media were picking on you. It just is so disconnected from what most Canadians seem to have wanted from them. And it was very obvious that that's what most Canadians wanted. So there are still a lot of unanswered questions, aren't there? Uh, Just with the resignations, I mean, I think that's what a lot of people have been calling for. Uh, But there is still work to be done, I would think. Investigations continue, questions continue. A lot of things are unanswered and they still remain unanswered tonight. Yeah, so part of the problem here is that it's still Hockey Canada that has to pick up the pieces and select some uh, interim leadership and and things like that. So it's still people who are already there who are going to be making these decisions, um, obviously under a high level of scrutiny, um, which which will be helpful. Um, But we we really don't know who will come in now. if it were up to me, I'd want to see a, a far more diverse uh, board of directors. Um, it should be at least 50% women in the 21st century. Um, and, and it needs to reflect the game as it is now, not how it was 20 years ago. You know, parasport needs to be involved. Um, there needs to be representation from LGBTQ plus um, uh, populations. It can't, it can't just be uh the same old boys club that it has been where, you know, uh, far, far, you know, the far, the vast majority of, of the board is, is, is men. Yeah. And with long history in the game too, right? I mean, uh, Scott Smith had been there for, for years. Mm-hmm. Not that that's always a terrible thing. Sometimes experience matters. Uh, but it's hard to see your organization transforming or not changing if you've been inside it for that long. Yeah, and he he had served in in a bunch of different capacities. Um, So, you know, I don't think it would necessarily be a bad thing if they they brought in some people who weren't necessarily hockey people. Um, I think most people have a grasp 
uh, of the basics of hockey in Canada. It's, it's everywhere. You can't avoid it. But people who are, are specialists in human rights or people who are advocates for survivors of, of sexual assault and things like that, um, people who can really bring skills that the, the organization desperately needs um, beyond just hockey skills and how can we win the most gold medals. Um, I think that's really important moving forward. How much damage has been done, do you think? Uh, I think it's going to take a long time for Hockey Canada to regain the trust of Canadians because they they were not transparent from the very beginning and they haven't been transparent since 1989 when, when this all started. Um, and, uh, you know, sexual assault cases started to be um, handled in ways that are just inconsistent with, you know, good practice. Um, I don't, I don't know what they can do other than I think it's a step in the right direction to replace the board. Uh, finally, the CEO is gone, um, but it'll take years. And uh, I think a lot of corporations are not going to go back to them in the, in the immediate future. Um, it could take five, maybe more uh, years before they come back and are willing to invest the kind of money that they used to. Yeah, I guess that therein lies the big problem for Hockey Canada. If it was ultimately the fleeing sponsors and the lack of uh, confidence from their own uh, provincial associations that really was the death knell here, not sort of the media and politicians. Uh, to regain their trust once it's gone will be the real challenge ahead. And you're right, I guess once corporations go, they review their spending on sponsorship. So they don't necessarily agree to what they agreed to in the past. Yeah, and I, I'm happy to see that a lot of them are, are deciding that they'll only sponsor the women's team, the para team, uh, youth hockey. Um, so they're not, you know, removing themselves entirely from hockey in Canada. They're just they're not going to be involved with the the elite men's side of things that has had so much trouble. Does there need to be accountability? from players um i don't know what that might look like but does there need mm. to be an account a full investigation and accountability from players who have been um involved in these allegations more transparency is that what ultimately needs to happen here and how do you do that i'm not sure how you do it at this point um it does feel like it should happen i mean you know hockey canada kept feeding the media this line about um that they were doing what was best for the victims but there was never any accountability for any of the players who were accused. Um, they went on to make millions of dollars, many of them. So if that's the case, I think, I think Canadians are going to want to see more than just we're going to do better moving forward. I think there's going to have to be some kind of mechanism in place to, to have a reckoning with the past um, where, where something happens with these investigations beyond just um, – you know, we made a mistake and we're not going to do it again. McIntosh Ross is with us this half hour. He's an assistant professor of kinesiology at Western University in London, Ontario. We're talking about Hockey Canada's CEO resigning today. The board, too, is gone. The interim board chair, Andrea Skinner, quit over the weekend. All of this after a disastrous committee performance uh, last week. Uh, and more sponsors fleeing, provincial associations 
angry. Um, politicians calling for resignations, more revelations coming out in the media. Uh, one of the things I found interesting about all this, uh, McIntosh, is that it's playing out at a time when a lot of sporting governing bodies are under the microscope for behavior that would be considered to be maybe not in the best interest of the sport itself. Are we witnessing, do you think, a real sea change in the way that both athletes and the public view these governing bodies and what their role is? I hope so. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly a troubling time. Um, you know, from boxing to bobsleigh, gymnastics, soccer, um, and on and on, there are uh, cases of uh, assault, accusations of assault, um, and abuse uh, right across the Canadian sports system. And, and it speaks to, I think, a sporting culture um, that has lost its way, a sporting culture that is so tied up in, in winning that it has lost sight of the, the core values we used to want to uh, provide through sport, so whether that's uh, cooperation, teamwork, leadership, things like that. Um, where, you know, we call our, our funding programs Own the Podium. Um, yeah, I was going to point that out. It's, it's not enjoy yourself. It's, it's win, right? Yeah, it's, it's win at all costs. And if you're, if you're not the elite of the elite, Own the Podium is not going to give you money. So uh, the pressure on athletes is tremendous now. Um, and it's weird that we've got to this point because in the late 1980s, um, when Ben Johnson tested positive uh, after the Olympics, we had a, a big reckoning then with, with the Dubbin inquiry, and we, we concluded that we were too interested in winning and too obsessed with competition uh, here in Canada and that we needed to go a different direction. Well, it doesn't seem like that really happened, or if it did happen, it was fleeting, and we've lapsed back into where we were before, uh, and things seem to be far worse. Um, this isn't a steroid scandal. This is rampant abuse uh, across the whole sports system from team sports to individual sports, um, men and women. Uh, It's, it's really shocking, but it doesn't seem to be getting the same kind of outcry that uh, the steroid scandal did, um, which, which is just bizarre to me. Yeah. I mean, the steroid scandal was so focused on that one incident at the 88 Olympics and then on one person and, you know, the whole, the controversy surrounding it, this idea that athletes were harming themselves to win, uh, but cheating, right? I think what what has been different this time around is the cheating aspect isn't there. But it's in some ways, it's far more insidious because so many of these athletes are suffering in silence thinking, what's going on here? What's going on here? I haven't done anything wrong. I'm just trying to compete and win. Yeah, and and nobody's coming to help them. Um, It's weird that at one... You know, on the one hand, we put athletes uh, kind of up on a pedestal and we celebrate them. Um, they're our heroes and our idols. But then when they really do need our help right now, um, it seems to be very slow coming. So uh, Global Athlete, which is an advocacy group for, for athletes, mm-hmm. has been yeah. calling for a third-party investigation um, for months and months. Uh, and they've got no traction, even with hundreds and hundreds of signatories. Um, to their letters. And and I don't understand what the holdup is. Um, you know, there is a system coming, uh, the, the new safe sports system and the uh, commissioner for sport integrity. Um, 
But that, that's still internal to Sport Canada. That's funded through Sport Canada. That's, that's not an independent third-party investigation. Um, so I think there needs to be that and something more, something, something more removed from sport. And we need to stop treating sport like it exists in a bubble away from society. These are, these are people. Um, just because they're athletes doesn't mean that we, sh- we shouldn't come and try to help them. Yeah, and perhaps today we've seen the beginnings of change at Hockey Canada. McIntosh Ross, thank you so much. Thank you very much.